0: Welcome to another edition of MMA Gold Media Podcast, where every week we will bring you a summary of what happened in the world of the UFC. We will cover the most relevant breaking news, as well as interview clips from the most newsworthy personalities and fighters in our sport. Relax and listen up. Me and him have the
1: similar type blood. When you doubt us, that's when we rise. So we had us... They doubted him, he went to the top, you know, took a couple of bumps, went away for a while. He trained, he's looking real good. Yeah, he's looking yoked. Yeah, so I know, I know he's gonna come back with
0: vengeance, huh? As UFC superstar Connor McGregor edges closer to his highly anticipated comeback, some doubt if the notorious could still fight his way back to the top. However, NBA legend Shaquille O'Neal isn't one of them. According to Shaq, he sees the athlete version of himself in McGregor. The type of competitor who always delivers when being written off. Me and him have the similar type blood. When you doubt us, that's when we rise," O'Neill told Inside Fighting about the former UFC two-division champion. Shock knows a true champ when he sees one. McGregor will be coaching his own team in the upcoming new season of UFC's The Ultimate Fighter. At the end of the season, the Irish mixed martial arts superstar will take on Michael Chandler in his first UFC fight after being sidelined due to a gruesome leg injury in 2021. Jon Jones claims Cyril Ghosn won't get back up from his takedowns. Jon Jones is oozing confidence ahead of his comeback at UFC 285. After three years away, the former UFC light heavyweight champion will return at a new weight class for a new throne. Jones will challenge Cyril Gaṇ for the vacant heavyweight title on March 4th in Las Vegas, Nevada. The well-rounded Bones has no doubt he'll beat Gon, no matter where the fight goes, especially should it reach the ground. If we end up kickboxing the whole night, I do believe I'll win on the feet. If I end up wrestling him, I'll win on the ground. Any way the fight plays out, I'll be ready, Jones told RMC Sport. Take a look.
1: Any way it plays out, I'll be ready. I'll be ready. You know, if, if if we end up kickboxing the whole night, I do believe I'll win on the feet. Uh, if, if I end up wrestling him, I'll I'll win on the ground. Uh, Any way the fight plays out, I'll, I'll be ready. Actual- I do feel like I have a major grappling advantage in this fight for sure. I watched uh lose to Francis in Ghana. Um, Francis was able to take him down, hold him down, control him. I do believe that if I get Serial, when I get Cyril to the ground, he won't get back up.
0: John Jones names his top 5 UFC fighters of all time. And more on John Jones, the former UFC light heavyweight champion has revealed who he feels are the 5 greatest UFC fighters ever. Jones is arguably the greatest UFC fighter of all time, defeating some of the all-time greats during his previous run as light heavyweight champion. A heavyweight title win would further his legacy and place him amongst the all-time best. While Jones' place in history is arguably undisputed, the fighters who should be included in the discussion are up for debate. During a recent interview with RMC Sport, Jones revealed his top five list. Take a look.
1: My top five, let's see here. I I would say, uh, if I'm allowed, I would say myself, uh, Anderson Silva, George St. Pierre, Habib Nurmagomedov and uh, Jose Aldo, Jose Aldo. Those are my favorites at least.
0: Despite his previous comments about Habib Nurmagomedov's legacy, Jones feels Nurmagomedov deserves a spot near the top. Jones has noted Nurmagomedov's abrupt retirement as an asterisk of his goat case. Conor McGregor claims he's going to slice through Michael Chandler. After months of anticipation, Conor McGregor is finally set to make his return to the UFC with a coaching position in the upcoming season of The Ultimate Fighter. The Notorious will be coaching against Michael Chandler, who he will then face in a yet-to-be disclosed weight-class fight. In an interview with Likes Oscar Willis, McGregor expressed his interest in seeing Chandler coach but questioned his technical ability, stating that he is more of an athlete than a technical mixed martial artist. He's more of an athlete type of a guy then, you know, than a technical martial artist, you know. I know he's got some skills in the wrestling department. Then, he has got some skills overall, but as far as like, the small finer details, I'm not sure," McGregor said. Then he went on and gave his thoughts on what he thinks is going to happen in the fight. Listen closely.
2: I, I actually, I like Michael. I had a good little buzz with him yesterday. No, I have no issues with him at all. I think he's a good fighter. And, um, you know, coaching against him, I'm interested to see his coaching style. He's more of an athlete type of a guy than a, you know, than a technical martial artist. You know, I know he's got some skills yeah. in the wrestling department, and he's got some skills overall. But as far as, like the, in, 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 like, the small, finer details, I just don't think, I'm not sure. I'm interested to see, you know. I, I'm happy where I'm at, you know. It, it'd be an interesting one to go against him before I go against him. Yeah, yeah. people are fine? Uh, I think I'm just gonna slice through him. I think I'm a little too slicey for, 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 <laughs> for him than, than, than anyone else he's fought. A little too snappy and whippy. And I think I'll slice through him.
0: Daniel Cormier highlights problems with Makachev versus Volkanovski 2. Former UFC light heavyweight and heavyweight champion Daniel Cormier does not want to see an immediate rematch between Islam Makachev and Alexander Volkanovski. On a recent edition of DC and RC, Daniel Cormier gave his take on Makachev and Volkanovski running it back soon. Despite potential interest in the bout, Cormier was quick to highlight that the great needs to face interim featherweight champion Yair Rodriguez next. Makachev, meanwhile, should ideally take on the winner of Charles Oliveira versus Ben Neil Dariush at UFC 288. Islam's got work to do in his own weight class, and so does Alexander Volkanovsky. Cormier said,
1: "Listen closely. assam has got work to do in his own weight class, and so does Alexander Volkanovski. Volkanovski owes it to Yair Rodriguez to go and give him an opportunity to try to become the undisputed yes. champion of the world. And I don't know if it's fair to Benil Daruj if he beats Charles Oliveira to not get his chance to fight for the lightweight championship of the world. Whilst, and this is the danger in super fights because you get a close super fight." people are clamoring to see it again when in reality we have two divisions that need the champions back in order to uh, really give us a little clarity. Jake Paul says Nate
0: Diaz is ready and will get booked ASAP after Tommy Fury fight. Jake Paul still has to fight Tommy Fury this weekend, but he already has his next opponent in mind. According to the YouTuber turned boxer, his next fight will likely be a big one against UFC superstar and new free agent Nate Diaz. I think Nate Diaz's team is ready. I'm getting through Sunday against Tommy Fury, and we're going to line that one up ASAP. I think that's next, Paul said on the MMA Hour. Let's hear it from the man himself.
2: They're ready. They're ready. I'm, I'm getting through Sunday, and we're going to line that one up ASAP.
0: One. You feel like that's next?
2: Yeah, I, I, I think that's next. I think that's what the fans want, um, and that, that's who I want. You know, there's been a lot of talk back and forth. We've said our stuff, uh, but it, it's time to get down to business.
0: Paul is 6-0 and zero in boxing and will be a lot younger at 26 years old, while the 37-year-old Diaz is 21-13 and 13 in mixed martial arts. Before any of that can happen, though, Paul still has to handle business this Sunday when he finally faces the eight and zero fury in Saudi Arabia. Leaves
3: me in a little uh position. You know, do I want to be back a fighter? I could be technically if I wanted to be for this amount of money. Do I need that amount of money? Not really. I'm just fuck weird flex. No, I'm kidding. But it's just like weight cuts are hard, dude. They're very hard. I mean, I'm almost, I'm almost thinking right now we're so far out. It's still tricky to say. I might just do a full fight camp, pretty much, spar, diet, get to fight week, and then decide.
0: Sean O'Malley has declined the opportunity to sign on officially as the backup fighter for UFC 288 because it would involve him having to undergo another strenuous weight cut for a smaller pay, and there's a real possibility that he won't get to compete. He officially told ESPN, I feel I'll be in shape and ready if it happens. I'll officially go into camp and will be sparring in the next couple weeks. I'll pretty much do a full camp, just without a weight cut at the end. I do think they'll both make the fight, but Aljo has that biceps injury and he'll be grappling a lot for this fight, so I'll be ready. With two months to go until his return, anything could happen, but one thing's for sure, O'Malley won't be cutting weight for UFC 288. Dana White on McGregor's Preferential Treatment Accusations Who gives a sh*t? UFC President Dana White made an appearance at the UFC Fight Night 220 post-fight press conference where he stated photo of Dana White talking that McGregor has been given some leverage as a reward for his participation in the UFC Tough 31, despite residing in Ireland. He said, I have no idea who gives a s**t. Yeah, Conor's gonna get some things that he wants. Nobody lost an opportunity here. If there were guys that were booked to do that, We'll do something with them. We'll figure it out. We'll take care of these guys. Let's hear it from the man himself. Who gives a shit?
3: Just glad he's back, right? Huh? No, it's not even that. It's like these stories that come out of these things. uh, Fuck, what did I hear? Heard something earlier tonight, too. It's like this stuff is when we're working on all this stuff, you know what I mean? And you're trying to get guys to commit to coach, and, you know, to, take, to, to do the coaching commitment, especially when you live in Ireland, right. you know what I mean? Yeah, Connor's going to get some things that he wants. Uh, nobody lost an opportunity here. If, if there were guys that were booked to do that, we'll do something with them. We'll, we'll, you know, it's not just like, hey, see you later, pal. Good luck to you. Uh, you know, have a good life. We'll figure it out. We'll take care of these guys.
0: <clears throat> Jones versus gone will have a backup fighter, Dana White admits. During the post fight press conference of UFC Fight Night, UFC President Dana White spoke about the UFC 285 headliner. He shared that the promotion always has an alternate fighter prepared to fill in for events of similar magnitude. However, White refused to disclose the identity of the heavyweight fighter who is ready to step in for Jones vs. Gone. White said, Is there a backup fighter for the main event? Yes, we always have backups for those kind of fights. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna say it. But yeah, we got a backup. Listen for yourself. Report last week
3: that the winner of John Jones vs. Cyril Ghan is gonna fight Stipe next. Is, is that... Is... I, I, I have no idea. I mean, we're, we're, we're just... We're heading into the week of the fight. I, I have no clue. Is there a backup fighter for the main event? Is there a backup fighter for the main event? Yes. We always have backups for, for those kind of fights.
0: Can you reveal who that is?
3: <laughs> I, I'm, not gonna, I'm not gonna say it. But yeah, we, we got we a backup.
0: Who do you think would be? Let us know in the comments. Before we continue, don't forget to visit our website and subscribe to our free newsletter so you can stay up to date with everything that goes on in the world of the UFC in minutes, click the information link above. Thank you for your support. Now let's get back to the news. Jones Explains Why the Nganu Fight Didn't happen. On a recent tweet, Jones gave his thoughts on the fight between him and Nganu that never happened here's what he had to say. I found an interview of Francis talking about he'll forever be the undisputed champion because no one beat him. Once I saw that my tone changed, I thought I would tell how I really felt. He did make the right decision, he left before I came back. Smart move. This quickly escalated with the community's reaction, including this interaction with a fan. The fan tweeted, says the guy who finally showed up again after Francis left. To what Jones responded, yeah that's funny, that's not how it happened my friend. I was ready to fight about six months ago. You all heard Dana say, ready to fight absolutely anyone. Francis should have had this fight, not Gon. Nice try though. But before getting any ideas, Jones must defeat Gon before any possibility of facing Nganu can be entertained. He surely seems confident of an epic victory next weekend. John Jones Continues Dismissive Attitude Towards Cyril Gan. Earlier this month, Jones answered questions from fans on social media, one of whom asked whether Gon represents the best striker the Rochester native has ever faced. The former light heavyweight king was quick to dismiss that notion, naming a number of previous opponents he sees as more capable on the feet. Man, I just finished watching my Thiago Santos fight again. I think it's crazy that you guys consider Gon the most technical kickboxer I've ever faced, Jones wrote. Everything Thiago did have bad intentions on it. Dude had lightning speed, power, explosiveness, crazy versatility. Gon's last three opponents had terrible defense. Those guys couldn't stop a kick if their life depended on it. He'd fought flat-footed boxers his last three fights, Jones concluded. John Jones delivers a heartfelt message to Henry Cejudo. Bones has found a training partner in Olympic gold medalist and former UFC champion Henry Cejudo. The two have trained together under coach Eric Alberison in Albuquerque, New Mexico. As the team concluded their preparations, John Jones gratefully addressed them for letting him into their space. Jones stated his heartfelt appreciation for Henry Cejudo and his team in his brief speech and opened up about his struggles. I want to say thank you to you guys for opening the doors to get me fight ready. I had a little time where, obviously, my team stuck with me. But I had a little time where I was in a limbo, and it wasn't cool to be associated with me. Let's take a look.
1: I want to say thank you to you guys for opening the doors to me at fight ready. Um, I had a little time where, obviously, my team stuck with me, but I had a little time where I was in a limbo, and you know, when it wasn't cool to be associated with me. With me, you guys were some of the first people to open the door and let me know that I always had a home in Arizona. And sincerely, that means a lot to me. I'll never forget it. I want to say thank you guys so much for that.
0: Dana White talks possibility of Makachev versus Volkanovsky 2. Dana White has given his thoughts on immediately running it back between Islam Makachev and Alexander Volkanovsky. While White is interested in seeing the matchup again, he feels other fights need to happen before another Makachev and Volkanovsky fight. During his UFC Vegas 70 post-fight press conference, White spoke about where things stand on a Makachev vs. Volkanovsky rematch. When you make a super fight, could you possibly have a better (laughs) result than we did during that fight? White said of Makachev vs. Volkanovsky, When the entire world is arguing over who won, that's a super fight, and it delivered. Let's listen closely to Dana's words. The only
3: thing that could possibly be better than that is the guy who's fighting for the interim title comes out looking incredible too. So now you got Yair versus Volkanovski, right? Um, we'll see what happens with Islam and where he ends up fighting next. You have to do Yair. You have to do that fight. I mean, the guy came out and absolutely dominated a stud that night. And, uh, and then you have the rematch, after they both fight again.
0: Jake Paul proves Joe Rogan right by losing decision to Tommy Fury. Joe Rogan thoroughly believed in Tommy Fury's boxing ahead of his fight against Jake Paul. He was proven right on the night. Paul's much-awaited clash against Fury resulted in an upset for the unbeaten favorite. The eight-round bout went the distance and was ruled in favor of Fury via split decision, snapping Paul's six-fight winning streak. Barstool Sports founder David Portnoy was amongst those who were most confident of Paul winning. Portnoy repeatedly made strong assertions about the result and did not give Fury a chance in the matchup. Take a look at a snippet of Rogan's conversation with Portnoy. i going to fight an elite I, fighter. I hope they fight because I'll put my net worth on Jake Paul. What if Tommy Fury boxes him up? What are you going to do then? He, he won't. He won't. don't know that! I, I, with two minutes remaining in the seventh round of the fight, Portnoy took to Instagram to apologize and take accountability for his previous comments. Take
1: a look. Here I am, hand up. You actually have to be a man of integrity, honor, and I am that man today.
3: I am dead wrong, uh, and I don't know that I was wrong about Jake Paul. I was clearly wrong about Tony Ferry. Way better than I thought. How good? I don't know. I don't know anything now.
0: Uh, I can't ever f- talk about boxing ever again with a degree of integrity, Jake Paul comments on being affected by Drake curse. Jake Paul has shared his thoughts on whether or not the infamous Drake curse was a factor in his loss against Tommy Fury. Speaking at the event's post fight press conference, Paul was asked if he was aware that Drake had placed a $400,000 bet on him and if that might have affected his performance. This is Drake's fault, Paul exclaimed. Drake, bro, why'd you do this to me? Nah, it's my fault. But four hundred thousand dollars is nothing to him. He's won a lot more money betting on me before, so he's probably about even now. Sorry, Drake. I'm gonna get that W in the rematch. Let's hear it from Jake himself. Fuck. This is Drake's fault.
1: <laughs>
2: Drake, bro. Why you do this to me? Nah, nah. It's it's my fault. But um, four hundred thousand is nothing to him. So, but. He's won a lot more money betting on me before, so he's probably about even now. <laughs> Sorry, Drake. Uh, I'm, I'm going to get
0: that W in the rematch. The problem child is probably right that the lost money is of little concern considering the regularity with which the Canadian places large bets on fights. But several previous losses sparked fan speculation that a Drake curse might exist for the fighters that he backs. Cyril Gahn vows to finish Jon Jones at UFC 285. Cyril Gahn has issued a warning to Jon Jones ahead of their highly anticipated showdown. Former interim UFC heavyweight champion Gahn will face former UFC light heavyweight champion Jones for the vacant UFC heavyweight title at UFC 285 on March 4, 2023. The fight will mark Jones' debut in the heavyweight division and his return to mixed martial arts competition after a three-year hiatus. Many view Gone as one of the toughest matchups for Bones at heavyweight. This is particularly owing to the French fighter's footwork and speed, which several fans and experts view as exceptional for a person of his size. In the UFC 285 countdown episode posted to the UFC's official YouTube channel, Cyril Ghan seemingly alluded to the same and vowed to finish Jon Jones. Bon Gammon further suggested that Joan's time at the top of the mixed martial arts food chain is over. Gone stated, I can't wait to fight against this guy. I'm going to finish him. Listen closely.
3: I got a really good footwork. I can move very well for any heavyweight and everybody know that.
1: I'm
3: gonna have an advantage because I'm gonna be fast. I can't wait to fight against this guy. I'm gonna finish him.
0: John Jones claims he could lose to any guy, any given night, if he isn't well prepared. John Jones doesn't think he is unbeatable by any means. Jones is set to finally end his three year long layoff on Saturday night, as he will move up to heavyweight to face Cyril Gahn for the vacant heavyweight title. Although Jones only has one loss coming by DQ, He says he never underestimates anyone as he knows he can get beat on any given night. However, when Jones studies his opponents, he believes that is where he gets a leg up, as he thinks when he is prepared, he is hard to beat. I believe I am one of the best fighters in the world, but I believe I could lose to any guy, any given night, Jones said on UFC 285 Embedded. Listen closely.
1: It's crazy that some fighters don't study. I think, uh... I think an MMA fight is just a one big test. And um, how do you go into a test without doing your homework? It's crazy. I believe that I'm one of the best fighters in the world, but I believe I could, I could lose to any guy any given night, like right here in Albuquerque. If you're not well rehearsed, I mean, anyone could throw a haymaker at you. Some guy at the bar could throw a haymaker at you. If you don't know what's coming, there's a good chance you may land. So i like to get real familiar with what I'm getting into. There's, there's a reason why I don't take last-minute fights. Francis
0: Ngannou announces he will return to mixed martial arts after a boxing gig. Former UFC heavyweight champion Francis Ngannou has confirmed that he will return to compete in mixed martial arts. The Predator recently vacated his heavyweight title, cutting ties with the UFC after unsuccessful contract negotiations spanning over nearly two years. Among several other points of disagreement was Ngandu's demand to compete in a crossover boxing match. While the Predator eventually plans to return to mixed martial arts, he remains adamant about a crossover boxing match, even if it's a one off. The former UFC heavyweight champ also stated that he is currently being courted by multiple mixed martial arts promotions for striking a partnership. The 36 year old said in an interview with the Schmo, I will definitely go back into MMA. But not before the boxing i prefer to go to boxing first take a look no i would definitely go uh, back into mma uh, but not before the boxing I, I prefer to go to boxing first did like one fight and then go back into mma cage yes but obviously there's mma uh or, or promotions that uh, are trying they, they are reaching out uh to see how we can structure how we can get uh in a business together how we can do become a partner, most, mostly. Valentina Shevchenko downplays Aaron Blanchfield's win. UFC flyweight champion Valentina Shevchenko has more questions than answers after watching Aaron Blanchfield defeat Jessica Andrade. Shevchenko will return to defend her flyweight title this weekend at UFC 285 against Alexa Grasso. It's her first fight after a close battle with Taylor Santos in her last UFC outing at UFC 275. During a recent appearance on the MMA Hour, Shepchenko gave her thoughts on Andrade's performance against Blanchfield. She won the fight legit, but from the other fight, I'm not sure Jessica Andrade even trained for that fight, Shepchenko said. Listen closely. She won. She 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 won fight legit. But uh, from other side, I don't really think J- Jessica Andrade.
1: She even trained for that fight.
0: Yeah, yeah. <laughs> she was kind of like laid on the beach, like and said like, "Opa, one week notice fight. Why not to get sure. some money and have some like amazing rights again?" It doesn't affect her like too much. Her career. Yeah. I mean, lose. This, uh, in this case but um, like a couple thousand in the pocket it's never hurt as of this writing andrade hasn't confirmed nor denied shevchenko's claim while blanchfield picked up the biggest win of her career shevchenko feels she didn't face the best version of jessica patty Pimblett tells logan paul come off the steroids and we can fight ufc lightweight patty Pimblett. Has pivoted from his flattery of Logan Paul's fight callouts to a feeling of annoyance. During a recent interview with MMA Junkie, Pimblett gave his thoughts on Paul and the possibility of a future fight. It's mad. He called me a clout chaser years ago, and then he's clout chasing me all the time. Know what I mean? Pimblett said. Let's hear it from the baddie himself. Think more to this? You no, know it's mad. You call me. He called me a clout chaser years ago.
2: And then he's clout chasing me all the time. You know what I mean? Mentioning me name all the time. So, if he ever wants to fight in the UFC lad, like, he's more than welcome. Like, uh, I'll be there waiting for him. He can just get his weight down a bit, come off the steroids, and we'll fight.
0: When asked about the one UFC fighter he wants to fight, Paul didn't hesitate to point to Pimblett. There doesn't seem to be actual bad blood between the two of them, but that could change if a fight comes to fruition. UFC 285 coming to you from T Mobile Arena in Las Vegas, Nevada. The preview, brought to you by MMA Gold News. UFC 285 is just days away, and MMA Gold News is here to deliver the preview for this mega entertaining card. To kick off the main event, we have a middleweight bout between the highly touted prospect, Bo Nickel, going up against veteran Jamie Pickett. Nickel will be trying to extend his unbeaten streak. While Pickett will be trying to bounce back from a knockout loss, next we have the lightweights with number ten-ranked Jalen Turner versus number seven-ranked Matu's Gamrat. Matu's will be taking this fight on short notice and is looking to cement himself as a real title contender, going up against the up-and-comer Turner, who has won five fights in a row. Following them, we have the welterweights taking the octagon, where super prospect and number nine-ranked Shafkat Rachmanov faces number seven-ranked Jeff Hands of Steel Neal in what should be an early favorite for fight of the night. Right after that, we have the co-main event of the evening, where the women's flyweight champion and currently the longest-running champion in the UFC Valentina Shevchenko will go up against the challenger Alexa Grasso, who has won four fights in a row in what should be a fun fight. And finally, we have the main event of the evening, with the highly anticipated return of John Bones Jones, making his debut at heavyweight, going up against the former interim heavyweight champion Cyril Gañ, with the heavyweight title belt in contention. This is going to be a blast. We can't wait any longer for this event to start. It should be a lot of fun. That's all for this week's episode. Make sure to follow our show and tune in to next week's episode so you don't miss any details about the UFC. Thanks for listening. See you next week.